0: y'all could see me right now. I would fully take that back. I'm extremely grateful that you can't see me right now. I actually... (sighs) I just noticed um, how much chocolate that I have not only on my shirt and my forearm still, but also on the back of my hand, on my knuckles... And I am wondering how much chocolate is on Scarlett's like baby pink duvet cover because I just put her to bed. And I really thought my hands were clean. God bless America. This has nothing to do with anything, but this is my reality. (laughs) Back to business. Aside from the chocolate fiasco, why am I like this? Y'all, we made it. Also, I'm fully aware that saying we made it (laughs) is, uh, that's a, that's a real broad stroke. (laughs) That's a, that's quite the statement. Did we make it? Aren't we making it? Y'all, we made it. Kinda. Did we make it intact and with like all of our feelings on her and like, are we unscathed? No. (laughs) The answer is no. But here we are. I don't know how well we're making it, but we have made it ish this far. And like, what more could anybody want? You know what I mean? Here we are. If you're listening to this... And if you're listening to it the day that it's released, we are just like days away from New Year's Eve. We're coming up off the Christmas holiday. God bless you. And if you have small children, y'all hang in there because we only got one more week until they go back to school. Oh, man. You know what's funny and not funny? is that I was thinking about how I did this for a living, right? I mean, like, I I was a stay-at-home parent at one point in my life, and that feels so outside of me, and, like, rightfully so. You know what I'm saying? Like, my life as, like, a single parent doesn't resemble that at all. Um, the fact that I, you know, work... <laughs> also hello the fact that i own my own business the fact that i record this podcast all these other things right that part feels so outside of me and it was such a big thing that i grieved and i mourned and i was so saddened by right to like not be able to give that to my children and blah 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 and we're actually gonna we're gonna do a whole ass circle we're gonna circle back to this but my point is Just fucking A. Fucking A for all the parents. But for those of you that stay home, I don't remember how to do it. Like, today was one of the, like, top to bottom days. You know, I had both kids. Scarlett's five. Maddox is 18 months. You know, my kids get up at between 5.30 and 6 a.m. every day. And, like, we did all of the things, right? Also, aside, you know, COVID aside, we're not doing a whole bunch of shit indoors anyways. Um, they're like snotty and gross and blah. And so we really, we're not hanging out or going places. And so here we were just the three of us and I am tired. My hair is tired. I'm so so tired. So anywho. Are we making it? (laughs) We're making it. We're doing it. We're going to get right on into this. And then, like I said, we're going to kind of circle back. But any who. Brian writes. Hi, Eva. I really want to attempt live lobsters for my wife on New Year's Eve. Any pointers or recommendations on cooking them? And can you suggest what else to serve? Thanks. (sighs) Brian, Brian, Brian. First of all, the answer is no. Just, just no. I have no pointers. I'm so sorry. I was like, I'm not going to answer this question. I'm just going to email this guy back because I'm completely not helpful. But I actually like reading these ones out loud when I am a garbage bag and I have nothing to offer you whatsoever except for Number one, absolutely not. I, I can't. I can't do it, y'all. I cannot put a live lobster. I, and I certainly cannot fucking stab a live lobster in its brain. So, it's a no. It's a no from me. I can't, you guys. I'm going to go get a lobster tail. That's my recommendation. Better yet, go get crab legs. (laughs) Just go get crab legs. I mean, unless your wife has like dug her heels in the ground and is like lobsters are bust or like I want lobster or you don't love me. Or if she's like bent or like really sprung on the idea of lobster at home, get crab. (laughs) That's my recommendation. Or like get lobster tails that you just have to warm similarly to Crab legs, don't fuck with that. I, d- for real, I don't see, I don't see the purpose. I like lobster, but if I'm being honest with you, I like crab better. It's less fussy. Get a lobster tail. And I am so sorry that I am not more useful in this regard, but I cannot. I can barely, like, pull the beard off of a muscle. I mean, I've only done that like twice in my life because it makes me emotional. I know that's really hard for all of you to believe, but I just, uh, uh-uh. ah no, ma'am. No, thank you. I'm not doing that. Go get crab legs. I promise she will be thrilled. And if she's not, that's a whole other conversation. You can write to me about that instead. Okay. In regards to what you're serving alongside of it. I always, I just like had the same go-to and I'm sorry if you guys are like, bitch, please pick something else because this is tired, but like just have a surf and turf moment. And if your wife does not turf... (laughs) Uh, Man, I never get tired of myself. That's a lie. Anyways, I would just... Like, do a nice steak. And if she's not about that life, then <clears throat> staying with the crab leg. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not offering you anything that you asked for, Brian. I'm really sorry. Do a crab boil. This has nothing to do with lobster. Forgive me. <laughs> Keep listening to this podcast. Please give me another chance. Write me a different email. Uh, For real, do a crab boil. That's actually very fun. I've done one with my partner before, and it really is. It's a good time. You could do a crab boil. You could, again, you could do something with, like, surf and turf. Do a bougie potato. Y'all know that I love to talk about fondant potatoes because everybody loves them. Um, Or you could just do, like, a big-ass salad. I really... I, I do not love sweet salad let's have a moment of silence and also pause so that i can explain myself (sighs) like dried fruit in my salad on occasion you know what i mean like a dried cherry maybe a dried cranberry sometimes it's not my favorite a raspberry vinaigrette no no thank you you know what i really do like though especially this time of year with the citrus is like grapefruit or mandarin segments in my salads like some massaged kale and I keep it real simple especially if you have like really good quality olive oil and like some Maldone and just it's like bright and light and I love that kind of a salad steer your boat that way what a dad joke Anywho, Brian, thanks for listening to the whole however many minutes I just banged on about nothing that you asked for advice on. I appreciate you. Don't, don't kill the lobster. Eat crab legs. (sighs) Oh, man. Ooh, Leslie from Newark wrote me one of my favorite things to bang on about. And that is restaurants in Denver. Hey, I'm coming to Denver the second weekend in January and I can't wait to eat. What are some of your places for food and drinks in the city? I could bang on about this for quite some time, but we'll keep it brief. Like okay. So my favorite ramen places uncle which is in the highlands their sister restaurant hop alley which is in rhino is uh chinese food and that is incredible my favorite place for pizza like wood fire is cart driver and they have two locations one is in uh the highlands and one is in rhino um if you guys hear me talking about like pizza and oysters. That's because I live really close to the one in the highlands and we frequent that one often. My favorite pho place is, um, I don't care what kind of slack y'all want to give me for this or how hard I'm going to get dragged for this. Cause you just have to trust me on it. But You have to trust me and you have to get the spicy broth. I am not endorsing the regular broth. You have to get the spicy broth or it's not my pho. It's the pho place in South Glen Mall. I know. I said what I said. I understand that that's not the city. And I also understand if you're like, I'm not going to Denver to eat fucking pho. But if you find yourself in the suburbs, maybe you want to get some pho and go see a movie. You just have to trust me. And just go there. Fine. Back to places in the city. Here's the other thing. As I get old and grouchy, I have, like, my favorite spots. Okay? I have, like, my favorite things. And all of the times that I have, like, also... Like, hashtag COVID times. What I'm trying to fucking get at is that there are so many places that I have not tried that I need to try. Like I used to be everybody's go-to girl for restaurants, and now that's not a thing. So hush it. I'm I will tell you all my favorite spots, but understand also that there are like so many places that I have not been yet. COVID's weird. Best brunch, Annette in the Stanley, for sure love that spot have never actually been there for dinner have been there for brunch several times um and that can conclude that concludes my my restaurant recommendations honestly start there there are like so many places that you can like stop in For like cute snacks or whatever. But everything that I just recommended is like some of my most favorite. Super Mega Bien, which is work-in-class sister restaurant, is also good and fun and interactive. Um, Sushi spots. Mizu Sushi, which is in the Highlands, is actually really good. And I feel like is a little bit of an underdog. Um, Also, Sushi Den is like the most well-known one in Denver also really good Um, if you want more like uh, deep dish pizza blue pan is really good that's all I got I'm sorry y'all COVID has me like you know I'm not there anymore call me in 2024 hopefully (laughs) is that ambitious to think that we'll be like on a different level uh, drinks. How could I forget about drinks? Go to the block distilling co and Rhino two people that I love dearly work there. Um, I hosted a market there last weekend. That was so cool. They, um, it's a distillery. So like, you're not going to go there and order a Bud Light. Okay. Hey, don't go there and embarrass me. Don't do that. You're not taking shots of JMO or Patron. They don't have tequila. Go if you like gin or vodka or whiskey, bourbon, or they have fire li- coffee liqueur. I promise. Also, another cute spot, um, you know, because you asked for cute places, is actually Fort Green is super cute. Um, And I was just there for the first time. Also, there, again, I could recommend like 2 billion places just because, again, people that I love are in the industry. And I haven't been to any of these places. I could throw a rock (laughs) at Zuni Street Brewing. You can go get a beer there. The end. That concludes my recommendations. Oh, man. Okay. We're getting back on track. I just like wanted to kick my shit in over like, man, you should have written down a better list because you're slacking. Anywho, one of these days, y'all, when it's not, when we're not just like real deep in COVID, I'll get back to it. I'll have better recommendations someday. Ask me, ask me again in 2024. Okay, Emma in Philly says, hi, Eva. I know that you are anti-diet and it's one of the things I admire most about you. Since I know I can turn to you for non-weight related ideas, I'm wondering if you have any New Year's resolutions you would be willing to share. Thanks. I love this question. Also, if you're like anti-diet, what the fuck is that? Anti-diet just means that for me and mine, um, I am like not about intentional weight loss for me or mine. That's not something that I focus on. That's not something that I tell people to do. Um, It's not a conversation that I have um, with my kids, around my kids, for my kids. Do you get what I'm saying? Also on that note though, um, I believe in like agency and autonomy over your own bodies and your own lives and whatever the fuck you do under your own roof. And if that feels great to y'all, dope. That's cool. I don't judge y'all. Everybody can make their own decisions. This is just about me and mine. I also come from a long line of, um, like life lifetime dieters. Um, and I myself, um, have had major issues with, um, eating disorders, disordered eating, um, body dysmorphia, all the things. And over the last two years, Three years, honestly, um that has not been a thing for me, and that's because I stopped dieting the end there's a period at the end of the sentence, and that's where it ends and so I've never felt better inside of my body and inside of my skin and inside of my brain. I've never been more creative. I've never felt like I've had more time to do the things that I love and connect with the people that I love. I have never felt like I have had more time to reconnect with food in a creative way, in a playful way, in a meaningful way. And so again, my house... We don't talk about bodies. Uh, fat is not a four-letter word. Fat is just like a descriptor. Um, you can see where I'm going with this, hopefully. And again, that this is not... I'm not a fucking doctor. So you do what feels best to you. You do what y'all figure out with your doctor. And for me and mine, we are an anti-diet household. Amen. Anyways, back to New Year's resolutions. Yes and no. I know. She's so gray, as usual. Um... I don't know if I necessarily set New Year's resolutions as much as I pick three words, right? Which I know is becoming more popular. Um... And I also just like kind of check in with myself. I guess, like, I don't know. I mean, I guess that these are resolutions. I guess in my brain it feels like a 2022 vision board. You know what I'm saying? So I don't have, I don't really approach resolutions with like this sense of like, I. I almost said a word, but I feel like I was maybe making it up. (laughs) I'm not hella rigid when it comes to, because I feel like that sort of takes like the intention out of it. You know what I'm saying? When you're like, okay, I'm like, without a shadow of a doubt, I'm absolutely going to do this. And I'm absolutely going to do that. I feel really passionate about the words that I've chosen. And until I actually read this, I was not planning on, going public with my words for 2022 but now (laughs) but now why not but i just like i mean i feel passionate about them you know like it's really it's something that i think about often these words are something that i meditate on that i you know that i have written down um that are meaningful to me and so, which I will get to, obviously you're like, "Come the fuck on woman, just like say what the words are. I will get to it, but in terms of like actual what you think of resolutions, um I actually want to get back to moving my body in like a more intentional way over the last couple of years. I'm not weightlifting as much as I used to, which I really miss and love." Um, and I was super grateful to, um, get, um, a a very discounted, um, memberships for me and the kids at, um, a YMCA that's local to us, but it's actually pretty far. Um, and so I have not been weightlifting, I mean, it's, like, pretty damn far in terms of, like, how far are you going to drive to your gym? I actually, like, have driven, you know, like, upwards of, like, 15, 20 minutes to a gym just because I really liked it. Also, again, with COVID and whatnot, here's the deal. You're like, bitch, you're making excuses. You're kind of right. I actually don't mind doing some stuff. Like, I really love hiking. I walk a lot now that I live in the city. I do yoga um, and weightlifting is like one of those things that I really fucking do not enjoy at home at all. It's not my thing. But anyways, I want to just move with more intention. I love exercise, actually. Um, and what I discovered that once I stopped dieting forever, when I, when I broke up with dieting, I found that I really enjoyed exercise in all forms. And so I really want to get back to that. It's something that I still do, but I don't, I would like to do it more. And so I guess that's one of my resolutions. Um, another one of my resolutions per se that I've been thinking about is um exploring my state more, you know, kind of like within caution and reason um, there are so many parts of Colorado that I actually haven't been to, which I find really weird. And so I would really like to do like some kind of in in-house discovery. Um, and then like there's some other ones that I'm like kind of keeping a little close to the chest, shocking I know, cuz I talk about everything, but I um have been this year was like a heavy it was a heavy fucking year for me actually while i'm recording this um i moved out of my ex's house a year ago today and in this year i have done so much self discovery and like self reflection and just I I mean like connecting with self and understanding why I think the way that I think and I do the things that I do and like really kind of digging and swimming around in some of like my trauma and my mother wound and just it's been a year and I've been so grateful for it. And also it has been like exhausting and taxing at times. And there is like no way that I would still be standing on two feet if it weren't for the fact that I have been in therapy weekly. Most of the time weekly for for this entire year, almost since February. Um, And so I'm kind of like recommitting to that. You know, I think both of us were kind of like, oh, okay, after six months or whatever, we can reevaluate. And I'm like, nope, she still needs to go weekly. And that's, you know, that's one of those things that, like, I know that I have to prioritize um, and that I have to do for myself. And so you can consider that one of my resolutions. And without further ado, the words that I have chosen for 2022 are drumroll, please. Abundance, ease, and trust. When I picked these one of the things that I have reminded myself and that I continue to remind myself of and I I know for a fact that there are like memes or whatever that say the same thing, but like basically to summarize, it's you know, everything that you're doing or that you have right now is something that you, you know, prayed for or wished for or thought about at one point, you know, and I have to constantly remind myself of that. And when I say constantly, I mean like every single day I have to check in when I'm like, you know, doing this thing of creating this story in my head of, how it's not good enough, or how I'm not good enough, or how I'm not doing enough, or I'm not creating enough, or I'm not making enough, or I'm not further along in my business, or whatever the case may be. I have to come back to that place and remind myself that, like, holy shit, you know, you are where you dreamed about being a year ago, you know. And so I do that often. I think about what I want this next year to look like. And that's that's what I want. I want more ease. I want abundance as a broad stroke across the board, all areas. I'm not just talking, you know, from like a monetary standpoint, but just or broad stroking it. And in regards to trust, um... I'm gonna keep that close to the chest too, but I have discovered that like some of my trauma from from a ch- my childhood and on is like my trust issues are weird and are and are like about weird things and you know are like in a direct like I trust issues with my own self you know and so. I really want to kind of embody that and I offer that to y'all to like think about you know what do you want this next year to look like and what are you also going to do to get yourself there and that's kind of the stuff that I will like kind of keep in my own back pocket but there you are New Year's resolutions I was having a conversation the other day with, um, an internet friend of mine actually on Instagram about what some of my favorite things that I have done in the kitchen this year, what were they? Um, and the truth is, is like, yes, I, I have favorites obviously, and I'll share them with you. But as you can imagine, and as I have said several times on this podcast is like, my life looks different. It looks a lot different. It operates a lot different. The meals that I cook are even a lot different. Even today, I you know, like when I was assembling dinner and even making breakfast, I was like, what the fuck? Never in a million years. Never. (laughs) I was like heating up frozen waffles this morning. To be fair, I was like real jazzed. Um, It's just a couple of days before Christmas. And I was like, all right you know, we're, we, damn it, we're having a good Christmassy day today, oh man, you know what I'm talking about, you parents, you know what I'm talking about, where you're like, damn it, we're gonna do the Christmas crafts, and we're actually, I am so grateful, I remember my mom, or like, even like, some of my aunts doing, like, we're gonna do these, and you're gonna like it, (laughs) Like, honestly, today was actually a really good day, and I'm really grateful that everybody, both of my kids and myself, you know, like, we were pretty cruisy, and we genuinely, like, enjoyed each other's company today, but you know what I'm talking about, where you're like, damn it, it's Christmas, and damn it, we're having a good day, and so I was like, Mooney, let's make, like, I could make Grinch pancakes this morning, and she was like, meh, what about a waffle, and To be fair, like, I don't have a waffle maker, y'all. I mean, when when the kid asks for waffles, she's absolutely talking about frozen waffles. So I was like, "Mm, okay. I put some sprinkles on those bad boys. Green and red, bam. Grinch waffles. Highlight of 2021 in terms of cooking. Anyways. (laughs) So my cooking looks different than it has in the past, right? I have not done a bunch of project cooking and because of the year and because today is the anniversary that I moved out, you know, I was, I was looking at pictures from when I first moved in here and goddamn, when I tell you that I cooked to heal and I cooked and baked through like my grief and my feelings and my anxiety and whatever, fuck Sometimes I am like, damn, you did that. And other times I'm like, why the fuck did you do that? (laughs) I mean, I really did though. It was like whole, I, I really did. I, I, I don't feel like I knew what I was doing in the moment, right? Like that's been a way for me to kind of like ground down inside of myself and, and do something with my hands, do something creatively that is healing to me, that is like, s- like soothing, right? Like that's kind of how I self soothe is I cook or I bake or um and I look back I was looking at pictures and I'm just like, holy shit. I mean, I really would. I would put Maddox in the carrier. I mean, he took all of his naps on me. Um until about six months old. So that was like eight hours a day that he was on my body. And I just have like countless photos of him on my chest and me in the, I mean, that's what we did. Like that's, I put him in the carrier and we went for 2 million walks and discovered our, you know, like our neighborhood and where we live now. And when we weren't doing that, I was cooking with him in the carrier or baking and I made, um, like four days after we moved in, I made like Taiwanese beef noodle soup, which is fire, which is so good. And actually Mooney loved it so much, but it was so spicy and she still was like, no, like she was soldiering through it, even though it was as spicy as it was, um, But that was actually one of my favorite things that I have made, you know, like hella ingredients, a little bit more like labor intensive on the front end, but like so good and made so much soup. I'll never forget like freezing and being like, damn, this is kind of cool, you know, like. Scarlett was four Maddox was six months and so it's not like he was a housing soup and so I was like this is legit look at all these leftovers but for sure that was one of um my favorite things that I made and when also when it should be known that when we were having this conversation it was also kind of like well you know not just what what did you make but what were some of your favorite meals so I'll share some of those as well but I made Potica, um, And again, that was like one of the things that is like, why are you making that? And why are you making that right now? Like, bitch, we hurt you. You need to like heal and you need to do some grieving. But like, there were so many times where I would start something and like, hello, you have a six month old or hello, you have a four year old. And neither one of them um, was in daycare until April And so we had a lots of months of the three of us and I'll never forget making potica, and then eating it in the bathtub later that night after I got the kids to bed. And that was cool. That was actually really good. Um, I love cinnamon rolls. And if you listened to last week's episode, yes, I'm making them for Christmas. (laughs) Remember I was like, yes, no, yes, no, yes. I'm going to do it. At least, like, I literally have cream cheese on my grocery list for frosting. So <clears throat> you can still check in just just to be sure, but they're on my list. And that's always one of my most favorite things. And my list this year in terms of things that I made is so humble, y'all. It really is. It is, it, you know, like the year before that, I was like, bam, 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 like rattling off all of these like labor intensive impressive meals and desserts and breads and i'm like this year i made banana bread <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even make banana bread this year y'all i made banana bread scones does that count for the bakery those are actually fire i love those um it is humble and honestly for the first time ever and honestly like the first time this year like i'm cool with that i really am I did all of the cooking and baking through grief. And the truth is, is that I still do it in s- to some capacity now, you know? Um, but it is like much smaller scale because I don't have spoons for that. I don't have tablespoons, no pun intended. <laughs> um, one of the first meals that I made, that first meal that I made for Jess is memorable because I threw away a bunch of food (laughs) that's not one of my finer moments and I understand that perhaps I did not need to throw it away Um, so don't drag me for that I actually am like real conservative when it comes to food waste but I did, the cat's out of the bag I wasn't pleased with it and I was hella frustrated so I ended up pitching like a bunch of short rib I know, please don't burn my house down so that's So memorable and also just like feeding somebody in the industry, um, those first few meals, I was like, fuck, I was like horrified to do it. Um, luckily I don't feel that's a lie. I still sometimes feel like that. Um, but honestly, anytime that I cook for her, um, she basically acts like it's the best thing that she's ever eaten. Um, she's like Scarlet in that way. And I'm like, are you being for real? Or are you trying to make me feel better? And is that like one of those things where you're like, this is somebody that I love. And so it's like so good. Or is it actually good? And I've straight up asked her that. And she's like, eh, I don't know. It's like a combination of both. And I'm like, I don't know if I should be flattered or if my feelings should be hurt. And also like some of this stuff that she's made for me has been like the first time that she cooked for me. um, She did not know that I did not like cooked fish, Um, which I like, that's, it's not my favorite. Um, And I like, I have always said, and if it is like, it better be white fish. It better not be salmon. (laughs) That was actually the first thing that she ever cooked for me. And when I told her this, the look on her fa- I mean like it looked like she wanted to walk into traffic and honestly y'all it was so good it really was like I mean it's been months and months and months and I like don't have a reason to bullshit but it actually really was um also when we started doing pancake pajama party um who cares like I understand that to, you know, like please stop it's just pancakes but like that was such a bright spot in our weeks when we really needed it at some like the height of like big transitional periods in my life and in the kids' life when like everybody's anxiety was really high. And so that offered like a lot of levity and was really good. And I'm really glad that we started implementing those. Um, Some of the meals that we ate in Oregon, like that was hands down, like some of the best food that I've ever had. Easy, easy, easy. Um, And then just, like, some of the foods and, like, the meals that I shared with, like, friends at the Farmer's Market that I was a vendor at this year, at City Park Farmer's Market. Um, I have, I am really grateful to say that I have, like, a lot of really great food memories this year, you know, like, whereas last year I really did. And the year before that in 2019, I did like a lot of cooking and baking through my grief. And I still experienced some of that this year, but I am happy to report that like a lot of the meals that I made or shared with people or ate with other folks were like either from a place of love or to a place of love, you get what I'm saying. And so I'm really grateful for that. So I hope that you either did also get to experience something like that this year or that the same is on your horizon sometime soon. Happy New Year, (laughs) y'all. I'll see you next year. I hate when people say that. I'm so sorry that I said that, but I will. I'll catch up with y'all next year.